I feel good. Na 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 na. I knew that I would now. Na 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 na. Because I've got some chocolate. Now, chocolate might not be your thing. You might like beer, wine, chocolate cake, takeaway food, hot chips, pizza. There's a lot of things in the world that people say are bad food. I'm going to ask a really important question. If you got to the end of your life and you had to look back over your life, do you want to be able to say, I did lots of diets, I missed out on lots of treats, there's so many of my favourite foods that I didn't eat, uh, I restricted, I couldn't have, didn't have, shouldn't have, must and have my whole life, I counted calories, I counted fat grams, I counted micro and macronutrition percentages, I'm such a legend because I spent my entire life focusing on what I couldn't have and how I had to do the right thing by my food. And I think that would be a very sad way to live. Now, I'm not, everyone can live however they want to. But I would love everybody, and particularly our kids, our little kids that have just come into the world, they're going to grow up to be adults, and wouldn't it be nice if they never had to go on a diet, they never had to restrict their food, they never had to think, I can't have, mustn't have, shouldn't have, don't have, it's bad for me, and they just enjoyed all of their food. It's one of those interesting questions I always ask when people say, oh, food's real, this food's a bad food, or you shouldn't eat that because it's bad for you. Uh, pick any of those foods, and let's pick one. Let's pick sugar, because sugar gets a really bad rap. Let's just say you're out in the desert, in the bush. You haven't got any food, you haven't eaten for days on end, and you're about to die, and there's a bag of sugar in front of you. Would you say, no, I'm not going to eat that sugar because it's bad for me? Or is it possible that if you ate that sugar, you could stay alive? Which means possibly that that sugar is not a bad food anymore. It is the reason you get to stay alive. The other interesting question I always ask about food when people say it's bad, what's it made of? What's the molecular structure of that particular food that you, you are considering to be really bad? And if you go back to your basic year 9, year 10 science, you'll probably come up with uh, all foods are made of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen. And I'll use carbohydrate now as an example, sugar, the bad thing. CHO stands for carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. So all foods are pretty much made of the same thing. And that's how we stay alive. We breathe in oxygen, we breathe out carbon dioxide, and our body utilizes particularly glucose uh, to give us energy for every cell of our body so that we can stay alive. Now, why is all of this so important? Because I don't want people to just live. How about you? I existed through my life. I couldn't have the foods that I wanted. I hated my exercise program. I was miserable every day, and then I died. I think that would be really sad. What about every single day? I love my food. I ate yummy things. I enjoyed every food experience. I enjoyed every exercise experience. And I just had a great life. And now I can look back over my life. And here's the thing. How do we know how long our life's going to be? Is it possible we don't? There's 24 hours in a day and there's 365 days in a year for you and me. That's the thing I always share we've got in common. But how many days have we got? How many months have we got? How many years have we got? And we actually don't know that. And wouldn't it be sad to waste those days, months, weeks, years on dieting? I can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have. Then there's another really interesting question that what causes us to die? And it's, a lot of people will say, well, if you eat bad food, you're going to die. So there's two questions here. One is why is there a unique group of people? And there's not that many of them, but there's a significant enough number for us to ask the question. The people that smoke all of their life, drink all of their life, uh, eat what is considered non-nutritious food all of their life. They're not particularly, or they don't go to the gym and they don't have a daily exercise program, but they live a very long time. And 
that group of people, as I shared, not a large number, but a significant enough number for the exercise physiologist, the cardiologist, the endocrinologist, the scientist to say, how did that happen? Versus there are a lot of people who eat healthy food and they exercise every day and they die early. Uh, luck may have something to do with it. Genetics may have something to do with it. But there's two words that I'd like to place into your headspace, into this conversation, particularly about food and particularly about exercise. Is it possible that stress and guilt are two big killers? I'll rephrase that. Is it possible that if your body is not at ease, it becomes diseased? So if I'm stressed and I don't disperse the stress, if I feel guilty, which is a stress, and I don't disperse that guilt, is it possible that that can build up inside my body and my body becomes not at ease, it becomes diseased? Is it possible that that group of unique group of people that smoke and drink and eat whatever they want to and don't do that much exercise, is it possible they do that without any stress and without any guilt? They just enjoy their life. Maybe nobody told them that they shouldn't smoke. Maybe they just smoke and enjoy it without feeling guilty. Maybe they have a, a glass of wine or several glasses of wine and thoroughly enjoy it rather than I shouldn't be having this, it's bad for me. It's one of those sad situations I often see where people are eating something that's supposedly bad for them uh, they haven't got a smile on their face. I say, yummy, you've got that gorgeous piece of chocolate cake in front of you. Or look at that yummy chocolate you've got in front of you. And they go, yeah, but I shouldn't be eating this. It's bad for me. So that beautiful food experience gets ruined because they feel guilty or they feel stressed. Or I shouldn't have, can't have, mustn't have, don't have, but I'm having it anyway. So then when I eat it, I feel guilty. But the process of eating it is not even that much fun either because they're not enjoying it. Versus the people that love their food and they love their wine and they have a great time every time they put food into their mouth and they don't feel guilty about it and they don't feel stressed about it. Is it possible that uh, when we put our body into a state of dis-ease that we become diseased and we may die earlier? So how do I wrap that all up as an exercise professional? I think that it would be very sad for me to tell anybody what to eat because that's none of my business. If people ask me, what should I eat? I always ask, what are your favorite foods? And let's always include them. What, do you, what are the foods that you don't like to eat? And let's never include them. And how about we turn your body into a machine that burns everything up? What if your body becomes a high performance, high fat burning, calorie burning, sugar burning, everything eating, everything you eat burning machine so that uh, nothing gets, a or none of the foods that you eat get a chance to get into your fat cell and, and make you out of, shape, out of shape, overweight, unhealthy. What if everything you eat becomes an enjoyable experience rather than a guilt or a stressful experience? I don't want to be responsible for creating guilt and stress about food. How about you? I share that very passionately as I always do because most of my career as a personal exercise coach my clients were people that had a horrible relationship with themselves and that revealed itself in their life with their relationship with food. They hated themselves when they ate food or they felt proud of themselves when they didn't eat food. Uh, they ate and ate and ate and used food as a weapon against themselves. I don't want that for anybody. And I'm asking, begging. I do this almost every day now. Of, the, of everybody in my life, the exercise professionals that I train, the people that ask me for advice about their food, how about we eat the foods that we love, don't eat the foods that we don't love, eat when we're hungry, stop eating when we're full, 
And is it possible that all of that will happen if you have a fit, strong body? What if we get people really fit and really strong physically and mentally so they can make great decisions, their body will tell them when to eat and their body will tell them when to stop eating because they're full, and then the whole process of being a human being can be a wow experience every day. So you love the foods you eat, you love being a, a fit, strong, healthy human being who exercises not to burn calories or to lose weight but you, you are fit and strong because you want to have a body that can help you do all the things that you want to do. Uh, one of the things I hate about exercise, as much as I hate about going on a diet, is when people do it to count calories, to burn fat, to fit into their clothes. The power of exercise, the power of being fit and strong, is so powerful. Uh, and the human body doesn't know how you're getting puffed or what you're lifting. As long as you're getting puffed, overloading your heart and lungs, overloading your muscles and bones, overloading your endocrine and central nervous system. If you do all of those things, you'll have a high-performance body. You'll have a healthy brain. You'll have great hair, great skin, great nails. You'll have a body that burns up calories fast with a fast metabolism for everything that you eat. You'll have a strong immune system so you can fight germs, bugs, viruses, and diseases. You'll have a body that's a high-performance machine and burns up all the fuel that you put into it. So if, like me, you love chocolate or takeaway food, or ice cream, or pizza, or all the things that everybody says is bad, wouldn't it be nice to have a body that can thoroughly enjoy all of them because you burn them up fast, and have a body that doesn't feel guilty and doesn't feel stressed? I don't want my body to be at dis-ease. How about you? That's what Romax is all about every single day. Be healthy, fit, and strong for the rest of your life. Have a career or business that you love, and how can you do that if you're not healthy, fit, and strong? Be financially free so that you can enjoy your life. And what's the point of being financially free if you don't have a fit, strong, healthy body to go and do all the things that you want to do? And what's the point of not having great people in your life that you can share all of that with? And how can you have great people in your life if you don't like who you are, if you're constantly stressed and feeling guilty about your food? And if you've ever dealt with people like that, that are always counting calories and on a diet and exercising fanatically, they're not that much fun to be around which makes it very difficult to have great people in your life. So thank you for coming to Romax. And let's focus on being healthy, fit and strong, having a career or business that we love, being financially free and having great relationships with the people in our life, with ourselves, with our food, with our exercise. Wouldn't that be awesome? Because then you could sing every day like I do. I feel good. No, 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 no. I knew that I would now. No, 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 no. Because I love chocolate. I love my food and I love being healthy, fit and strong. Woohoo!